Well, good morning, Mercy Road. It is good to be with you today, whether you're joining us online or in person. This is a special day. Mike spoke to it. Uh, this is Baptism Sunday. We've been excited about this for weeks, and today we get to share in this with you. My name is Chad Murphy. I'm the spiritual formation pastor here at Mercy Road, and I have the privilege of bringing God's word to us today. And I want to share what I see as a beautiful bridge from, from our journey in the book of Jonah, the series we just completed, and pointing to a series that we are going to carry through till Easter Sunday on evangelism, on the call of Scripture for us to reach out with the love of Jesus Christ. Well, a big part of the reason we do that is it's a calling that God has given us. And today we are going to look at the Great Commission. This is found in Matthew's Gospel. It's also found in Mark's Gospel. But we're going to look at Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to look at verses 18 through 20 this morning. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to turn there with me. Just to give us some context for these amazing words... At the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus shares with us what we have named the Great Commission. Now this passage, it's hugely significant because at this point in the life of Jesus, he's died on the cross, he has been raised from the dead, he is completing 40 days after his resurrection with his disciples, and he is on the cusp of ascending to be with his Father in heaven. That's what's happening at the end of Matthew's gospel. In essence, this is the crescendo moment where Jesus is going to tell his followers his final instructions on what they're going to need to do when, when he's no longer with them. So today, we're going to look at this instruction from Jesus and talk about this calling both to the disciples, but just as importantly as it pertains to you and to me. So if you will, look with me at Matthew chapter 28, beginning with verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So let's begin right away with the first thing that Jesus calls us to, and he calls us to go and make disciples. Now, if you were to pick up a dictionary, the dictionary defines disciple this way. Let's put it up. A disciple is a person who is a pupil or a student or follower of the doctrines of another. As Christians, we use the word disciple to speak of someone who is a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. So in that first uh, time with Jesus, those who gathered and followed him everywhere for those three years, they were the disciples of Jesus Today, if you're a follower of Jesus, you too are a disciple of Jesus. So in the Great Commission, in essence, Jesus is telling us we are called to go out and help people 
believe and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and then help them become dedicated followers of Christ. So if you're following in your bulletins, this is the first calling we see today. Jesus calls on us to go and to make disciples. And here's perhaps the most important part of this command that I don't want any of us to miss today. This calling to make disciples is for all of us. I think it's easy as someone who isn't in the pulpit, who isn't a teacher, to say, that's a great calling for the leaders of the church. It doesn't really pertain to me. Well, Mike and I were talking, and he gave me this idea of of this visual. I want you to imagine with me for a moment, if I'm the only one as a pastor who's fulfilling this calling to go and make disciples. First of all, the world's a very big and vast place, right? And when I was a kid, this is the exact spreader we used to fertilize and spread seed in our lawn. We, we had this very same one. Carrie gave it to me to use today, but this little red spreader, you could fill this with seed, you could fill this with fertilizer, and if you said to me, Chad, you got to go <laughs> spread seed across the entire world, I'm energetic, I, I love to exercise, <laughs> but I'm telling you, a six-foot spread of this fertilizer and seed is not going to go very far if I'm the only one. Amen? Now imagine, if you will, each of you has the same spreader, and it's filled with the seed, the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope that he has given to you, and you all start spinning and you all start spreading the seed, you all start sharing the hope that Christ has given to you, how much more effective, right? We, we read this word go, and sometimes I think we immediately go to missionaries, and that is part of the calling. Missionaries, uh, uh, bless their hearts, go across the world to Africa and to Mexico, and they share the hope of Jesus Christ. But we too are called to go. Go to our schoolmates, to our co-workers, to our families, to our friends. And we just keep sharing the hope and love of Jesus Christ. That, that's the beginning of this calling to make disciples, is to keep sharing the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. If you're here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus, if you're listening online and you're wondering, you know, it, it's always bugged me that my friend, that my wife, that my son keeps talking and pointing to Jesus Christ. I I want to encourage you not to be mad at them. The the one you need to be mad at is Jesus, (laughs) right? Because Jesus is the one who has given us the calling to go and share the love and hope of Jesus Christ in the world that he has placed us into. So we are simply doing the very thing that Christ called us to right here in Matthew's gospel. We're sharing what God has done for us because we want you to experience that same love and hope that we've been given in Christ Jesus. So that's the first part of the calling in the Great Commission. The second command we see in this commission is 
to baptize those who become followers. Look again at verse 19 with me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So the second thing Jesus calls us to is to baptize disciples. Again, this idea of baptizing followers. And one of the really cool things about this very day here at Mercy Road is we are fulfilling part of the Great Commission. We are going to baptize those who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. We're going to enter the waters of baptism. Mike's going to give us a little more detail about that in a few minutes. But how exciting to think about the very fact that today, as a body of believers here in Burnsville, we are sharing in the Great Commission together. We're going to enter the waters of baptism and baptize those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ. Now, now the third command Jesus gives us in the Great Commission is this. Number three, teach followers to obey the commandments of Jesus. There are many important reasons we are encouraged as believers to teach and obey the commandments of Jesus. But one of the things that becomes very practical about this is the only way we can do this effectively is together, right? If we're going to teach others to obey, if we're going to point to Christ for others to see, we need to be with other people. And one of the very effective ways God has done that is in the church. The church is so far from perfect, but it's one of the places we gather. We're doing this right now. Literally, we are teaching followers to obey the commandments of Jesus Christ together here in a very practical and real way. But Sunday morning is not the only place this happens. We do this in Bible studies. We do this in prayer groups. And believe it or not, when you are living for Christ and having a cup of coffee with a friend, you are fulfilling this part of the Great Commission. But by sharing the love and hope that God has given you in Christ with those that he has placed in your life. So once again, I don't want you to get dismissive and say, I'm no teacher. We pay pastors to do this. No, this calling is truly, once again, for all of us. And we do it in so many unique and wonderful ways. I wanted to share a simple example because I am being taught about obedience and being taught by all of you. I would say there's not a week goes by where that isn't true. We went on a mini vacation to Wisconsin last weekend. It was such a blessing for our family. Came back. There was a letter in the mail from someone I've been journeying with for the last 12 years. She's become a mentor of mine. She doesn't even know it. She, she's roughly 90 years old. And um, she speaks into my life all the time. She teaches me what it means to obey. She shows me what it means to love Jesus Christ. And so we come home. There's this letter. It's handwritten. Uh, I open the letter, and I, I'm two sentences in, and I say, my wife's name is Carrie. I say, Carrie, I got to read this out loud. And I'm almost in tears. And I read the letter. And it thanks me for my commitment to being a pastor. It thanks me and Carrie for the family that we are trying desperately to sow into. And it gave me scripture 
that was on her heart to share with me. And then she calls on me to keep praying for her and her family. Folks, that's teaching followers to obey the commandments of Jesus Christ. She did that for me in that letter. I, I was so moved. I read it out loud to Carrie. I, I just let myself bathe in the scripture she had given me. And then I was reminded, Chad, you're being called to pray for her and her family. And, and so that's what we're talking about, folks. We all are teachers. We are all learners. And if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you need to know you have made a commitment, one, to be a lifelong learner, but two, to be a lifelong teacher. Don't dismiss this as something that's given to the, the pastors and those who are experts in God's word. We live this out very practically by living a life that glorifies God. Because those around us see what we do, and they see what we don't do every single day. And as a follower of Jesus, we are called what? To be the light of Jesus Christ. And when we actually live that out, when we actually live in ways that point others to Jesus Christ, we are fulfilling the Great Commission. The Lord's called on us, praise God, not to do this alone, but with his help, to model Christ to those that he has put in our lives. So this is all good news, but after Jesus gave this great commission to his disciples and through them to us, we see in Acts chapter 1 that Jesus is then taken up before the very eyes of his disciples to heaven. And as Jesus is ascending to heaven, his disciples are looking up into the sky and Jesus disappears behind a cloud. And there's more to this story. There's angels that speak to the disciples. But I just want you to imagine with me for a minute. You've spent three years with Jesus. You've been given 40 more days. He's physically present, teaching you, guiding you, coaching you. And now... He disappears. He's gone. Can, can you imagine there might be a little angst in your spirit that you're like, now what? What's, what are we going to do that he's no longer present with us? Well, well, praise God that in this great commission, it didn't stop with the three callings to go and make disciples to baptize them, to teach them to obey. Jesus says one more important thing that we never want to forget. I want to put it back up with us for you and for me. And surely, Jesus says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. He says this for a very important reason. He gave them a high command, a high calling, and he's given us a high calling, but he says, do not forget for one second that I am with you always. So our final point this morning is Jesus is with us always. This amazing calling that Jesus has given to go make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then he says, but don't forget you're doing it with me. Surely 
I am with you always. That's the promise. Now, there are times, and I bet you experience this too, where I'm like, I'm not thinking that Jesus is with me. In fact, I'm feeling pretty alone. We, we see this in David's writing in the Psalms. There's times he's like, where are you, God? I, I don't feel it. But then David reminds himself, but I know you are with me. Jesus wants you to know, regardless of how you're feeling, he is walking with you. And if you're in the valley and it's dark, you are never alone. And so you and I need to just allow that truth to bathe us because Jesus wanted those disciples who were probably feeling a bit insecure to know you're never going to fulfill this calling without me being present with you. Now, we could do a lot more with this, but let me just remind you of one more thing that Christ said several times in those last days with his disciples. He reminded them that he and his father were going to send a counselor, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, that would be with every follower of Jesus Christ as they navigated forward. So we who have given our lives to Jesus Christ, we are never, ever alone. This promise is fulfilled because Christ and God are with us always through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of every believer. Folks, I need to be reminded of this every day because I can default to my insecurities, to my struggles, to my questions if I'm not careful. So I pray every morning to remind myself, Lord, you promised that you are with me, that your spirit resides in me. Help me this day to live by your spirit. And then I speak to the Lord about that truth. I just want to encourage you. This calling, the Great Commission, is for every one of us who have given our lives to Jesus Christ. And through the power of the Lord in us, he will equip us to fulfill this command together. And just remember, no one is meant to do this alone. This is something we're called to do together. And the more we spread seed for Jesus, the more God brings people from unbelief to belief. He uses us to be his hands and feet on earth until he's ready to take us home. So will you spread the seed and hope and love of Jesus Christ with me and fulfill this calling that God has given us? Will you pray with me? Lord God, thank you for this challenge, this calling, this command to make disciples, to baptize disciples, to teach everyone who gives their lives to you to obey the callings that you have laid before us, callings to love and serve and live sacrificially for those that you put in our lives, Lord. But never are we alone. May we trust that. May we lean into that truth. And Lord, may you give us what we need to be your light this day. Thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.